Hey, hey, all right. Welcome back to the Black Tribe podcast. We have Lisa Marie Black. I'm Gary Black. Welcome to uh, 2024. And uh, we're tackling a pretty big issue here that I know a lot of people have talked about. Um, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts, done some research. I know you do more than I do, babe. Um, but we're going to tackle this from our perspective, from a science perspective, and also from a spiritual side. And we ended, by the way, um, you were anointed and you killed it on the last, last podcast. If you guys didn't listen to part one of this, make sure and go back. Um, but we ended with most men in ministry and CEOs in business and right we, we we're trying to build our own empires yeah. we leave our families kind of in the dust you're told to second yeah we were t- i was trained that it was god my call and then my family and everyone you're told everyone you worked with still telling you everybody to do still yeah i mean most of my guys still believe that my my older ministry guys and so they leave that girl behind you don't need her don't need her in fact so many of them try to remove lisa from the the equation over and over and over again till i finally just went i'm not doing this anymore no actually i said honey <laughs> i'm the best part of you we should do things together all right you're either watching us on patreon.com slash gary and lisa black or you're listening uh to our black tribe podcast it's on every platform um, we're tackling pornography and what it's doing uh not just to marriages and children but to humankind to all of human uh, sex trafficking and everything is driven from this. What's happening with all of the social media and all the things that are just, it's an onslaught. How many things do you think you get a day on your LinkedIn and everything that is either a bot or whatever? It's just boobs and Yeah, and LinkedIn's getting worse than the other ones. What the heck? It's all these bot fake uh, Asian women that want to connect because you have a great profile. It's like, uh, don't think so. Uh, shout out to 719 Lending for the studios. Thank you, part two, babe. I want you to hit with what you ended on part one with um, and just kind of, and then let's flow right into where you want to go today. I think it, everything, everything that's happening right now on the earth is kingdom versus empire, which, um, you know, we're all a little slow to every party, but... Um, I mean, obviously, that's what Jesus was talking about. And now we're like, hey, maybe this is what Jesus was talking about. Yeah. And we're just, you know, the last uh, three podcasts we did was just about the falling of all these leaders. And people are shocked. And I'm like, really? You're shocked? I right. mean, you know, it's <laughs> why? Why Why are you shocked? I mean, we've literally done everything opposite in the American church, in the Western church. We've done everything opposite of what Jesus had told us to do. And now we're shocked that it's not working out. We're shocked that these mega church pastors mm-hmm. are falling and cheating on their wives and sleeping with little boys. And we're shocked that our political leaders are are have an entire island where they go to rape <laughs> children. We're what? We thought he was a good man. Why? Why did you think he was a good man? And I think that we have all these compartmentalizing that we've done and thinking that uh, because a person says this on Sunday morning that they do this on Saturday night and this person is this person and that Jesus was very clear about calling out the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people that were dressed in their holy garb and made these big fancy speeches and were educated and had the money and did this but treated widows and orphans like they were dirt you know this is what he was saying like you are 
you are stepping on what is holy and righteous and good and actually matters to build your own empire. And they hated him for it. Right. And he died for it. And he called him some pretty serious And he names. was pretty serious about it. Yeah. So Sorry, I was trying to find <clears throat> I wanted to read something about the, the church, but keep going. Anyway, so I don't know why people are surprised. I think that... Um, things are going to continue to be exposed. I don't think we mm-hmm. should be shocked. I also don't think we should. What's wrong? We're good. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So is that what you wanted me to talk about? I did. Okay. Yep. And so, and now where do you want to lead us? Because I, we were having a really good conversation before we started um, just about, and again, shout out to what's the website again? Oh, uh, the best research that you probably can do or get help for or send to people um, or just do you know any research on your own is fight the new drug. Fight the new drug, yes. Um, which sex trafficking is probably and pornography is probably I think number two, if not, has taken over. Yeah, I think it's number one. The, the trillions, now. trillions. Yeah, and so I, that's a really good point. I just want to make sure you guys are getting that. So we, we've watched our political leaders with the Epstein list. We've we've always known this. Both sides, guys. This is why we don't live in the political realm. We don't live in this world. We re, we rise above that, and we live in a kingdom and if world. If you think that the, <laughs> if you think Republicans or or Democrats yeah. are holier on one side than yeah, the other, it's ridiculous. They're it's ridiculous all fault. just building their that own. That Trump empire. is better than this guy or that it's, guy. They're all the same. It's they they are pigs. Uh, and they and, don't care about you. And they or don't your kids. mind being pigs. No. Okay. So we bless them. We want to see them come to Christ. We want all that, right? But we know what it is, and we can call it what it is. Call a spade a spade, right? We know that in our church world that we we just lost one of our greatest guys. And uh, he was literally, um, what's the word for it? And when you're grooming, grooming um, my interns, grooming other people to prof- through the prophetic and and destroying lives and children and because they're focused on building their empire they're folk they're getting their pleasure from building their empire being on that stage having those likes be, traveling all over the world that's what gives them pleasure not their bride and not their family but we have no one to blame but ourselves yes because we make these people gods we give them way too much authority. Hey, look, this is important. This is a truth bomb. Pastor is mentioned one time in Ephesians in the Bible, never mentioned anywhere else. And there's no credentials around it. They don't have to be the husband of one wife. It was never supposed to be built around a pastor. We thought we were cool and we weren't going to be the Catholic church. And so we're not going to do priests and we're not going to do sacraments and we're not going to do. And the evangelical world did exactly what the Catholic church did. Just with different titles. They made the pastor the the, the idol instead of the priest. Which really, honey, what is a pastor? Is it just basically a shepherd? It's a shepherd. It's somebody who needs to come alongside the flock. Which is an important... They're not supposed to be teaching every Sunday. Teachers are supposed to teach. And not every Sunday. Right? They're not supposed to be the prophets who are making better prophets. They're supposed to be shepherding people's hearts. Period. Most pastors suck at teaching, <laughs> and we've made them. And we've it's the, we, how we've built this whole broken system. And guys, again, we are the bride of Christ. We love the bride of Christ. We love this. We don't go to church. We go from church. Right. We become church. So don't get me started. Again. Okay, we're not going to go on all that. That's a whole different subject. Anyway, let's just talk. <laughs> <about that. laughs> I know. Come on. Well, anyway. 
don't make us anything other than we're, we're just people. We're, we're moms, dads, grandparents. Well, and listen to the last podcast, I had to get pretty vulnerable of stuff I've dealt with recently. And then how do you overcome that stuff? So, all right. Anyway, the point is that if you are having any counterfeit in your life, you are going to miss the real thing. Okay. And let me tell you, the real thing <clears throat> is amazing. The real thing is the real the thing. The real thing yeah. is uh so, so say that again. If you have a counterfeit in your life. Any counterfeit in, anything. in your life, you're missing the real thing. So if you have thing. a Toyota truck instead of a Ford truck, <laughs> exactly. it's counterfeit. Okay. If you have a foreign car <laughs> instead I'm of a speaking, Ford. I'm speaking no, Lisa's language. Yeah. I was, you know, those of you that don't know, I was born in Detroit. And when you are born in Detroit, the Motor City, you, you don't pick your religion your religion is if you're Ford, GMC, Chrysler, you know, that's right. what it is. So, right. And you're Ford. I am not Catholic or Baptist. I am Ford. Ford. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so let's look at like what this counterfeit is and what damage is done. Okay. I lost my ever loving mind when 50 Shades of Grey movies came out. Yeah. I remember. The reason I lost my mind was because it was written by a woman it was sold to women and it was i wrote a blog about it i i mean what happened was we were in the mountains with six other couples who were very well off and all of the women they were like older than us we were in our 40s at the time and those couples were like in their 50s or 60s all of the women were reading the books and I had not met them before. We'd only known the one couple. And I just was getting to know them. And I asked them, why are you reading these books? <laughs> and they're like, well, they're hot. And so me being me, I was like, do you want your daughters to read these books? And they're like, oh, God, no. Okay. Um, do you want your husbands to read these books? They're like, oh, no. Do you do these things with your husbands? No. Are you having sex with your husbands? No. Okay, I, I was so flabbergasted by this whole thing. Yeah. And then these movies, which were so horribly... I'm a writer. I love good writing. I don't care what the premise is. I, I respect good writing. Horribly written books. We'll just put that there. And uh, it, it's bondage. It's, it's slavery. It's a man that if he was not a millionaire and he wasn't good looking, he would be in prison because he was a, he was a rapist who tortured women. It's a counterfeit. Yeah. It is. It was counterfeit. And it was being sold as sexy and it came out on Valentine's Day. And I couldn't believe that educated women that were married would put their money and encourage something that they would not participate in personally, didn't want their children involved in, and wouldn't want done to them, but were going to put their money towards an industry that encouraged violence towards women and children. Mm. And I couldn't believe they didn't see the connection. Now, I know some of you, especially ladies in your 30s, are thinking that's religious and that's kind of listen too nobody loves hot sex more than me and you know this i do know that <laughs> thank you jesus there's not much that i I'm don't enjoy tongue, yes Shaco. i know okay. uh i know that but i i know there's this pushback and we've had it yeah. many times especially over this issue uh, that these women love it and think it brings pleasure to their to themselves at least maybe not to their marriages i think these women were lonely <clears throat> and i think they were sad 
And I think that they didn't know how to, this is what I left the weekend with. After I came down off of my, my pulpit of anger yeah. of like, do you not realize that women are going to be raped because of this? Do you not realize this is going to feed rape, that this is going to feed little girls getting abused? Do you not realize, I mean, how, I just, I'm always stunned by the ignorance of people not understanding the fallout of these things and their responsibility in it. Like you're responsible for a three-year-old getting raped. Honestly, that's how I feel. I think it's a total breakdown of relationships. I think these women had no intimacy with their husbands. I think that these women have lost the art of expressing to their husbands, I want this with you. And I think their husbands have lost the art of, can we have a conversation about what I would like to do and what you might like to do? Maybe their husbands were looking at pornography all the time. Maybe they felt completely degraded. Maybe they felt like they weren't good enough. Maybe they didn't feel good about their bodies. Maybe all these different things. I think they were victims of what they were engaging in. Yeah. And they couldn't see it. That's good. Yeah, I read a thing the other day. It's like, why? And I didn't like it at first, I'll be honest. But it's like, there's no reason to have sex scenes in movies. What's the point? The point is, is that we can justify any kind of pornography addiction in us, right? Or any kind of that lustful thing by watching a movie with a bunch of sex. And they're like, but there's no reason to have sex in movies. There, there literally destroys that whole point of who's trying to write it. I, and I, I always, because I'm married to you and you are an incredible writer. Thank you, dear. And you're always bringing that out. This was written so terrible. You can't see it. You can't unsee it now, can you? I can't unsee it, <laughs> right? And I think a good writer wouldn't have to do that because you would be you'd be in the pleasure of it without having to yeah, see it. Yeah, if you're a good writer, you yeah. don't have to like put it out there, right? Yeah. Okay, so what what is the point? Like what? Okay, so men are created by God as visual creatures. Yes. Why? You tell me. Tell well, us. Okay, so Adam had to pretty much populate the earth. Yeah. He's got to be ready to go, right? So a woman ovulates really only 24 hours out of the month can a woman actually get pregnant, maybe 48 hours, whatever, right? So we can't really get pregnant at any time during the month. And then we're pregnant for, you know, 40 weeks. So we really can only have one baby a year, whatever. Not so for men. And men, and women have a, a shorter period of time where we're fertile in our lifetime. Men can start fertilizing and go into their 80s. I mean, it's just completely different for men. Yeah. So men are ready to go like that. Women, not necessarily so. So men are primally ready to go by visualization. Yes. So that's in you guys. Women, not so much. We are in our emotions. We are in the touch and the feel and the senses of everything. So God made us completely different. Thank God. Right. Right. So God's plan in this was for us to come together in a partnership of emotions and senses and visualization on all these things together. It wasn't supposed to be this separate thing. And so the enemy has gotten in here and taken your visualization and our emotions and separated us completely. And that's what pornography has done. Hmm. And it's taken the, the, the beautiful sensitivity of a woman, which we just had a conversation with a beautiful woman this afternoon about her emotions, which are beautiful and pure, freaked a man out. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's bad. 
Your emotions are bad. You're a woman. Right. Your visualization is bad. You're a man. You're a pig. Right. None of that's true. You are primed to see things visually and be stimulated by that. So what I teach my female students is it's not personal that he is stimulated by visualization. It's primal. It's not bad that I'm stimulated emotionally by my senses. It's, that's primal in me. God designed that in me. So it's our job to come together in that in intimacy. The enemy has shortcut that. To it's say, really I'm only gonna, I'm only gonna focus on this in you, and focus on this, and I'm gonna divide the two of you in it. Yes. So pornography comes <clears> in and says to you, I'm only gonna focus on this in you, and this in you, and you're gonna hate each other in it. I'm gonna focus on her insecurities, and make her think she's not good enough all the time, and I'm gonna keep her stuck in that, and I'm gonna focus on you and make you think that you're just a machine, and you're not gonna have any feelings, you're not gonna have any emotions, you can't relate to a woman, and you're just a sex machine. And I'm going to feed it and feed it and it's going to grow, it's going to grow, and it's going to grow. And the only woman, way a woman thinks she's going to please you is become that thing that doesn't actually really even please you. Right. Because it can't get fulfilled. Right. Never And ends. it's got to grow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So one of the harmful things about pornography is it might start with cleavage, but it's not going to stay there. Right. We love cleavage, but can we get enough of just looking once? No. <laughs> right? Right. We're stimulated. It's stimulated, yeah. it's got, but it's always going to grow into something more and something more. Like we were talking in the last podcast, the men in Africa that did these vile things weren't born with thoughts like that. Right. Some, something has come in that has grown into a dark, dark place that, that has escalated. And that is what pornography has done. Like I don't think that people are necessarily born with these horrible dark thoughts no no it's been it's it's been introduced somewhere right well we were born in goodness we were born with god's thinking god's image Mm -hmm. we were born in really good good yes and then the fall of man happened and now we have to wrestle through all these things but we have to wrestle through all these things guys this isn't like against you if you're looking at porn or girls or any of that this is how do you become aware that this addiction or this problem is is hurting your relationships and hurting the world and then how do you walk away from that and start to realize that this was all counterfeit in my life and I want the real thing I want what's right in front of me that God gave me as a gift that's beauty and pleasure and all the good things that God loves in pleasure and in sex instead of trying to find it somewhere else on a 10,000 little pixels pixels of some little girl you're treating a, a real woman. Santa Claus with his shirt off and his white beard. <laughs> it was pretty hot. <laughs> very hot. It was very hot. You know, we're going to get you a little Santa outfit for next okay, year. Okay, <laughs> sure. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the, it is the evolution of that, and that leads to sexual dysfunction. So where a normal sexual function in a man will progress into a healthy relationship with his wife, with a woman, it is going to progress into looking for status. It can't be satisfied anymore. So now we've got 20-year-old men on Viagra. They cannot achieve an erection with a real woman now. Right. Which, how does that make a woman feel? Yeah, not so good. Although, if the woman is, is in shame, and this is all she knows, she doesn't even think that's a bad thing. Like I've had conversations with 20 year old women who say, well, yeah, of course he takes Viagra. That's not a bad thing. Why, why would that be bad? At 20? 
in their 20s? Yeah. It's a horrible thing. But to them, it's normal now. Wow. They're so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're desensitized. Yeah. Right? We're desensitized. Like, we watch things, com- comedians and stuff, we would have never watched 10 I years know, ago. I know. That's really true. Right? We, we the, the media, the world, the enemy yeah. has desensitized us to where a 20-year-old man thinks it's normal to take Viagra because he's looking at porn and whacking off so much. He has to take Viagra to have sex with a regular woman. And a woman goes, a young woman goes, oh, that's normal. That's what all that all these guys do, right? It's just become the norm. The counterfeit has become the norm, and the sacred. Yes, you know, there's just there's a lack of sacred. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. Like even we were watching the news last night, and they were just talking about the Epstein stuff, and they were talking about orgies and all this stuff, and I was like, I don't think I could ever participate in that because I'm just like the privacy and the sacredness of. The act of intimacy to me is a sacred thing, and we need to get the sacred. We need back. there, and the sacredness yes. has been just torn away. Where people just like can they're just doing anything anywhere in front of anybody without any kind of. They're, they're, it's just there's no consciousness almost. Yeah. There's like people are just out there literally. Yeah, I, was, I was coaching a young guy in his thirties a couple of days ago, and uh, he said to me that he's really worried about a mission trip that he was about ready to take by himself and he's a virgin and he wants to stay a virgin and he's looking for a wife and he's worried that he could cheat out uh, in this place that he's going because a couple of the women there that he'd been there before were really attracted to him. And I said, I don't think you will. I said, I think you are good at your core. And I think you're a man of God who walks by wisdom and walks by the the scripture and walks by Holy Spirit and the rhema word. And I said, I think when you're presented to be in that position, I think you're going to choose to walk away from it. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the message we got to start giving the next generation. You, you, you get to walk away from this. You have it in you to walk away. I'm going to give you some tools to do that. I'm going to yeah. tell you how you do that. But you actually are good at your core. God made you good. And uh, repenting, guys, means getting back to our original goodness that we've talked about so many times. And so when I when I see something or I've, I have a, a person, a woman, offer themselves to me, which happened, I get to make a choice. Right. And I get to say, ah, Father, I'm going to repent of this, of even having the thought. I'm going to return to my original goodness, and I'm going to walk away from this. And, and I can do that every single time because that's who I am. That's who I've become. Isn't that interesting, though? Because you, I didn't, I've never looked at any of this stuff. And so that's never been in my mind. And so I never thought that way. And therefore, I didn't do those things. I mean, honestly, like, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Yes. And so if you're thinking on those things... Like I wasn't looking at pornography and I wasn't reading, you know, pornographic material and I wasn't doing those things. And so if I got on a flight as a single woman, which I did often, I wasn't thinking the guy next to me was going to follow me in the bathroom and we were going to do something because I wasn't thinking that way. Right. I was thinking that I was going to conduct myself like a lady and I didn't sleep with men I wasn't married to. Right. It's, it's what it's you where feed, your brain is, right? right? And if you're thinking those things, and I, you know, people, I know people probably, I probably don't make sense to a lot of people because I'm like a prude who's incredibly sexual, but I am sexual within the bounds of when it's appropriate to be sexual. Yes. And she's my wife, everyone. Yeah. 
right? Beautiful. But it's, it is it is not that sex is bad. It's that within the bounds of when it's appropriate, it's amazing. If I take it outside of those bounds, it isn't amazing. I I mean, I I'm confused sometimes why people haven't connected their depression, their anxiety, their brokenness, their fears with the fact that they have a lifestyle that is just chaos. I, I dare you guys, if you are having one night stands and you're feeding this p- pornography addiction and you're you're being sexual sexually promiscuous outside of marriage, I dare you to go watch Jordan Peterson on what he says about it. In one little clip, you're a narcissist, literally the same spirit as a pedophile because it's all about your pleasure, has nothing to do with the person. I mean, he goes off on this subject and it is brilliant because if I'm giving myself to one night stands, it's all about my pleasure has nothing to do with the other person. And that what that means is that I am, what did he call it? Uh, when you do the same thing over and over again, what do they insanity? call it? Insanity. You and are, want a different result. You're literally walking in insanity by doing that over and over again, because all it is for is your pleasure. When it's your personal pleasure, it's not the pleasure that God created and intended for us. It's the counterfeit. A thousand percent. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what are you, you know, and you want, like, this is what I always think is like, people want, especially this generation, they want this intimacy. They want this fairy tale. They want this lasting love. They want this, but they think it magically happens. They think that they're going to run into their soulmate because we've seen all the shitty movies. Like, right. they're so stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell you, like, when we're watching a movie, I'm like, this is what messes you up when you're a single mom. This this movie right here, you think that you're going to go to the PTA meeting and this really hot dad's going to be there. And he happens to be a surgeon and never happens like that. He's always, you know, it never happens like that. You don't run into things. You have to plan your life. If you want to have a healthy body, you got to eat some vegetables and you got to lift some weights. If you want to have an organized house, you're going to have to clean it. If you, you know, like you have to plan your life. If you don't want to have anxiety and fear in your life, how are you organizing your life so it is that way? If you want to have good thoughts, what are you putting in your mind? Right. What are you feeding? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And if and if you want to meet someone and and have a fulfilled, happy life, what kind of partner are you? Right. And if you want someone to be faithful to you, are you being faithful to them now? Yeah. Like this one kid that you and I meet with regularly, like he hasn't found his wife yet, but he is the most faithful husband I've ever met in my life. Yes. He is such a good husband right now. Yes. And if it, anyone thinks that that kid is not going to have the most amazing marriage and the most amazing little wife and the most amazing little family, he is sowing into what kind of marriage he wants right now. He is a good-looking kid. Yeah, He's a beautiful. smart kid. He, he, I was on a prayer call with him this morning, and he brought conviction to my heart because of the way he's been studying the Word coming into the new year and what God's been speaking to him. I'm like, wow. This is incredible. Like he, he gives himself, you know, and we have other people in our lives that are close to us that all they do is feed their emotions. Yeah. So anytime we bring something up, they lose it. Right. Because their emotions rule their lives. Exactly. And we're called to rule our emotions, right? Our soul. Our soul's not bad. It's just not spirit. And we were just talking with a, a lady this afternoon and, and I was reminded that what Danny C taught, taught me of when his, his, 
son and his daughter-in-law and his three grandbabies were all killed in one accident. God. Headed to his house for 4th of July. While he was passing out when he got the phone call, he said, he doesn't know how he said this or why he said this. But he said, Father, please move this from my soul to my spirit. And when he came to and he processed it, and we process it together on a podcast, it's, it's a really good podcast, um, he said, when in our soul, it stays fragmented. So if I live in my emotions, if I live by what everybody else thinks, if I live in racism or hatred or any of those things, um, if I'm pr- sexually going out with everybody else, married or not married, if I'm just feeding my own pleasures, that's all soul level and I'm fragmented all the time. I can't get out of my thoughts. I'm full of anxiety. I'm depressed. I'm suicidal thoughts. All the things I hear all the time from young people right, and older people. Um, but when I can move that into my spirit, that's where it gets redeemed. Mm-hmm. So the discipline is, Father, father me through this tragedy or this emotional addiction that I have, whatever it is, this pronoun, Father, father me through this, move it from my soul where I'm getting fed, 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 everything, endorphins, all the things, and move it into my spirit where it gets redeemed. I want to ask you a question. The last time, if, if you're in the presence of God, mm. now I don't know what that means for you. I don't think... There's much presence of God going on much in America, even in our churches. But if I, I go try to go into the throne room every day, like I sit and I meditate and I listen to really good, just Jesus, not worship stuff, but Jesus means like the names of God. And I just, I, I imagine myself going into the throne room of God, going to heaven to bring heaven to earth. Oh, so powerful. And when I go in the throne room, do you think I could look at pornography? No. Or I could lie to you about something or or my emotions would overwhelm me or when you're in the presence of God, you are in the presence of the creator. You're not dealing with any of those things. You're in the spirit and everything's being redeemed. When I'm feeding myself murder podcasts and 50 shades of gray books and all the bullshit that we do, then that's where my mind goes. And when I'm in that presence, I can do all kinds of things that I never thought I would do. That's true. Right? Right. So it's it's all all about breaking the soul ties. And I'm watching, because we do so much on marriage, and I post every day on our uh, All Things Marriage and Relationships on our Facebook page. Um, I read all of these different marriage people, Twitter, different places, and every one of them say, it's your soulmate, your soulmate, your soulmate. I don't, I don't buy that. No. I don't think we are connected in the soul. I think Lisa and I are connected in the spirit. Yeah. God created our covenant to do this together as one. We become entangled, the word means. We become entangled as one. And it's the picture of us becoming entangled with God as his bride. We are the eternal Eve. We all are the Proverbs 31 woman. I need to become the Proverbs 31. It's not about a woman who does it. It's about his bride becoming the eternal Eve. As he was the eternal Adam, I get to become, all of us do, the eternal Eve and become entangled with him. And we learn that in, in what God created marriage and relationships to be, the counterfeit says exactly the opposite of that. It's never going to be good enough. There's not there's nobody good out there. I'm never going to get married or I can't stay married. We get in our soul and in our thoughts, and it destroys everything around us. And it's also self-centered. Shuckle. And, <clears throat> you know, I did want to, like, publicly acknowledge that I love what you do on the marriage pages, but I also want the world to know that you actually are that man. I mean, I had, I've had COVID for the last, since Christmas Day, couldn't even move. I'm still really not okay. And you did not leave my side. 
I was like, dude, go see a movie. Do something. like, you know, the whole world was shut down because from Christmas to New Year's and you just, you must have been bored out of your mind, but you just took care of me and you just served me. And you but just, you, you understand that that's easy when you're living in that spirit. I know, place. but it would have been miserable for me if I was in my soul. I would have wanted to get out and I yeah, would have been angry right. and all the emotions right. that come. But because I've learned every day to create the garden in yes. my little office yes. so the father can come and speak to me. I know. People who tell me that God doesn't speak to us, guys, it's because you're not listening. Exactly. You're not creating the, the garden for him to walk in in the cool of the day and commune with you. He speaks to us all the time time we have to create the space for him to do that if i wasn't doing that i would have been yeah angry but, and, and you could have found other things to do and entertain yourself and you would have had good excuses to do right. that and i wouldn't have known because i was unconscious and just pain and whatever <laughs> you didn't get out of bed for like four days i know i was very very sick and i um i just think i'm sad for a generation that's that's being robbed of the beauty of real intimacy in a marriage because they think it's magically going to happen because of this other person that they're going to meet is going to fix all of this. And I, you know, these women that I talk to are, they're just like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like we have kids together and I love him and he has all these beautiful traits, but he's in there doing this and it's another woman and other women or maybe kids. I don't even know like what's happening right. in there, but it's not me. Right. And it, 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 there's, it rips away at the intimacy. And if people would understand this concept that if you would have conversations about, and you would study that one woman, right? you would study right. that one woman. It would, it would blow your mind, blow your, it would blow mind. your mind, yes. what you would actually physically, emotionally, spiritually experience because it's a spiritual experience. It's a spiritual it's experience. Not a soul experience. I can't even explain to people like there's nothing you've ever seen or experienced that even comes close to the true intimacy of what God designed for you. Absolutely. It, it, it goes beyond a, a physical act. Like yes. it is like mind blowing when you actually invest in the intimacy of a true marriage. Yes. And that comes through focusing on another person. Your needs are met way beyond. Uh, my needs are so freaking. I know. Bad. That's what I'm like by you serving me. Your needs are met by me serving you. My needs are met. Uh, it's unbelievable. But the thing is, I don't think about my needs very often. Right. I think about your needs all the time and you think about my needs all the time. But our needs are like, an, it's just an upside down kingdom. It is. And that's what this whole thing is about. And we bought about. into the counterfeit. And no one is satisfied no. and everyone is looking for more and everyone's dying. They're dying. dying in depression. They're dying in anxiety. They're dying in loneliness. Everyone's so lonely. Yes. And they're just putting all this stuff in them all the time, trying to fill this hole. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I'm saying, let's just all go back to the garden. Yes. Let's just close these computers and turn off these phones and go back to the garden because everyone has someone in their home that's just as lonely and we're all missing it. A hundred percent. I mean, you want to, you want to find church, have a baby and breastfeed it. Yeah. You want to find church, go make love to your husband. Yes. Shako. Keep your eyes open. Oof, we Talk had church last him. night, baby. Yeah, babe. Mm -hmm. No, seriously, like, you want to find Jesus, like, bring your man his favorite meal and kiss him on the forehead, turn on his football game, and just leave him in peace. Yeah. Cool. Seriously, sure. like, it's so simple, and we're making it all so hard. 
All right, we're going to jump into the ever-growing body of research that's happening scientifically all over the world. We're going to jump into the negative long-term effects and what it's literally doing to our society, yep. to our culture all over the world. And we're just going to jump into a lot of what the, these Fight the New Drug guys have found. Yep. And, and we want to encourage you, go check it out. Go check out their website. If you're struggling with this, guys, again, we said on the last podcast, There's so break much hope. the addiction with by saying... I, I break the agreement that I'm addicted to this. Mercies are and new. you pray it every day I'm until it's you, broken. It, th- and then you walk in the opposite spirit of it and you start to become free. It's and not I hopeless. I promise you, it's not hopeless. your wife wants you free. Your husband wants you free. Your children need you free. A generation is longing to see a man of God on a stage that's free from all this bullshit. The generation's longing for the false crap we've been teaching about leaving this planet, all the stuff we're doing, the generation's dying. Yeah, quit for focusing on getting out of here and live here now. Well, the, the whole thing of Revelation is we're to bring heaven to earth. Now. If we're not doing right that, now. that is what blots us out of the Lamb's Book of Life <laughs> when we're not operating what? in bringing heaven to earth. It's you, not about going to heaven one day. That literally is what stops. You think your name's br- written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you're living an old covenant, and I promise you most of you are, and you're asking God to do things for you, and you're waiting to get off this planet because he's going to destroy it. You are living old covenantally, and your your name may not be in the book. Gary, you can't say these things. I just said it. Okay. God bless you guys. Love you. Hey, if you have questions, um, pushback, whatever, we could love it all. Go to GaryandLisaBlack.com. You can email us from there. Make sure and join our newsletter there and listen to older podcasts. We'll put these out over the next few weeks on our Patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black. And we're just going to have some fun um, going down this road and seeing where God wants to take it yep. and dive it deeper. So much hope. Thanks, baby. Love I you. love you. Bye. Bye.